Rory Conda is getting into the routine of fitting things in a fit car to demo its roominess and ease of driving. In October, they will team up with Zachary's Mission for some car karaoke in a not-so-stone Temple Pilots Honda Pilot to raise money and create awareness for Zachary's Mission. Zachary's Mission is a nonprofit which is helping families with extended hospital stays. Remember, Rourke is your neighborhood real deal for cars, so follow us on all social media. As always, stop by the Rourke showroom or visit www.rourke.com and experience the difference. And now let's start this week's Yajaga podcast from Rockios. According to the Oxford Dictionary, the word Jagoff is defined as a noun, which means a stupid, irritating, or. Here's how Pittsburghers define a word jag off. When someone cuts you off on a parkway. Jag off! Or someone scares the b- out of you. Yeah, jag off! Or it's a term of endearment. How you been, jag off? This is Mark Madden. Hi, this is Larry Richard. This is Gemwell Bill. Hey, this is Kurt Angle. Hey, it's Rick Sevak. Hi, this is Greg Brown. Hi, I'm Tyler Kennedy. This is Antonio Holmes. And this is the Jag Off Podcast. So this is the Jagoff Podcast, and uh, how long have you been wanting to do a podcast from Rockios? Uh, yeah, forever. Yeah. Since we first came here for lunch, yeah, and we and ate, said, and then we ate some more, it? and then we came back and ate some more, and then we came back and ate. Some more. If you're listening to podcasts for the very first time, make sure you go to radio.com and subscribe. And this is all this is where we talk about what was on the blog, Jagoff.com. There was a cake Jagoff thing going on there with Ron Smiley, and it's, we posted it as was it a Jagoff or not? And actually, someone posted that's the way you're supposed to cut a cake a column in a circle in the middle everybody has a tradition right and then the other thing was if you follow any of the Rennebeck antics you know my kids always provide us some material this week was an election going on we don't know the results yet but stay tuned (laughs) right right and we did our our Rorik Honda fit uh, at, at the pierogi fest and 294 in case you look it was amazing yeah yeah 294 Pierogi containers fit inside a uh, Rorik Honda. Yeah, and over 250 people took guesses. But our explanation just was not spot on. So we have to work on that. And then make sure you follow us to kind of figure out where we're going to be because we're super fortunate that we're out and about all the time. We are at Tequila Cowboys this Thursday with our partners at Entercom for Y108. And then we're judging on the Bubba and Melanie show for pizza on Friday. And then next week we're doing a kind of an odd podcast where we're doing doors open. We're literally going to walk around downtown Pittsburgh and interview and walk through doors and interview whoever opens the door for us. (laughs) And then the Burger Bash on the 12th. Here at Rockio's on Potomac Avenue. This is where we're recording today's podcast. And we have eaten uh, gnocchi. You have eaten... I had the best vegetarian... Sandwich with Mancini's bread. Yeah. Delish. Yeah. And we are with Renee, who I've known Renee for, oh my gosh, 20 some years. Here's our story. Well, there you go. Yeah. here's the Renee story. <laughs> she was at my wedding, so almost 20 years ago, but we've known each other because it was very important in my early years that I stay home with my kids. And you both offered me a job. I will never, ever forget the fact that I was able to do the, yeah, court reporting. So how cool is, how about I was a court reporter? No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) But now here it is all these years later. And I love the fact that this was important to you, Renee, because this is your namesake, right? It is my namesake. Can you hear me? Yeah, you're good. It is my namesake. My grandmother, Rocchio, had an Italian deli grocery store. And actually, this store is... Kind of modeled a little bit after it. It's a way smaller version, but 
This is where her counter was and her deli case. Really? Grocery store, uh huh? Grandma Rocchio. Um, and yeah. And I just started this. this it was just an idea. Yeah. Because people like my meatballs. Got it. Well, I get my, it. And that's yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and my mother-in-law, obviously, who is your dear friend and, and lifelong, you know, you've worked together and things like that. She had said that you have the best meatballs ever. So John had to try them, and now we come for lunch like at least once a month. <laughs> and we come and we eat the pizzalettes. Is that what you call them? Pizzetta. Yeah. yeah. John the Irish guy, he doesn't right. know anything. Okay. No. And uh, the chickpea salad you chickpea eat? Chickpea salad's my favorite, yeah. yeah. Come here and get a deli sandwich. So it's a deli, but let's talk about it. It's not your typical deli because you can come in and say, well, I want, you know, a specific type of salad or something that you have on special, but you also do some catering, right? We do catering, sure, if, uh, you know, we're, we're small, but we can, we can do, we did a, we had a two-week job where we catered every day uh, and traveled for it, so that was kind of a big, big deal, but Tony was here to help, and, you know, we, we have other people who are great here. Uh, but we can, we'll make whatever you want pretty much. Right. And there's some things that we don't do at this point. Oh, so if people come in and say, I want some they'll specific. Call and they'll say, oh. I have, you know, uh, like we had a baptism. I actually, we had some of our cookies for a wedding. And um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll, depending on what the party is, we'll try to decorate it, you know, make the tray a little bit conducive to what it is and pretty it up and stuff like that. Dinner at John's house sounds like a good party. <laughs> <laughs> sounds good. No. That would be six dozen of meatballs, yeah. 22 pounds of gnocchi. <laughs> Go ahead. What do you have to ask? Because no, you're the non-Italian. I here. know. I Listen, I just love the fact that I can come here and just swarm myself with Italian things. And, uh, nice. you know, you can uh, even... what Tony, what was the baked good that you gave us to try? Oh, the oracolaches. Yep. The oracolaches. They come from Renee's friend from California. Amazing. I They're not just a, your typical yes. nut, no, nut no, roll I have a, a very dear friend who I went to high school with. She's my dear friend. Her name's Jody Crana. She has Crana Pastries. And her great-grandmother uh, developed this recipe to serve to the king of Croatia. Get so out. it's patent protected. I mean, I mean, Jody makes them. You know, she lives in California, and they ship really well. She has many others besides the Oracolachi, but we, you know, we can't get enough of them. So I get them here. As soon as I get them, they're gone. But they're wonderful. Oh. They're really oh, they good. were really That's good. good. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're fantastic. So Thank there you. is an assortment for someone who hasn't been here. You're in the Dormont Brookline area. The traffic has, like you were saying in the back in the kitchen. It, the foot traffic is what really makes it, right? Because it you can literally, you're back in a neighborhood where people are getting into the habit of just walking around and kind of seeing the sights that are in their neighborhood. So they're coming in and yes. you're becoming this household name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is yeah. that is I that mean, what you're noticing after a year? And neighboring little communities too. Mount Lebanon. Yeah. Brookline. Carnegie and, yeah. and mm-hmm. yeah, all around. Yeah. yeah. Wow. No, it, well, it's Well, it's fantastic. nice to come if somebody just wants like, you know, we, we carry Zeke's coffee. Right. Um, and then... Can I, can I talk about this? You can talk oh, about yeah. anything. Talk it's about your place. We have Still City salts that yeah. are delicious. Love. They're good, My mother-in-law, right? they were in our stockings for Christmas, oh, and they yeah. were amazing. Yeah. Um, we sell, we have uh, Judy's Fruity Jellies, as in that's someone else I graduated, uh, I went to high school with. Okay. And then these Nat and Day candles are Colin wants one. We have to buy him one for Christmas. That's uh, another small company, you know, family. So you're, um, it's important for local to you. Yeah, yes. very important. Yes. Okay, you know, that's why I try to do as much as I can on the, our shelves about people. Um, let's see, we have somebody. Oh, we're, we might get some 
spices, some local spices, uh, also here at the deli. A very good, another friend of mine just wrote her second book. Her name is Debbie Livingston Jones. We're going to be carrying her books here as well. Look at that. Renee makes pepperoni rolls that are usually on the weekend. Just on weekends, pretty much. If somebody calls for them, we'll be happy to do it during the week. We make homemade pasta. I knew that. Tony makes them. Yes. If you give us 24 hours notice, we'll... Have it for you. Did you know that? I didn't. Yeah. People oh, go crazy. Why did I move to Brighton? Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that oh, awesome? This is so good. Hit, hit yeah. Renee with this, the question so that you I love have this, that's really I, good. I saw this picture on your Facebook page at one point, and it is the R for Rockio's mm-hmm. your logo is the R, so we'll make sure we put this picture online, is that of the it's door. the R. Yeah. When you were so in the cool. old days, you had a screen door, and you had that metal sort of yes, rack that yes, was on yes. it, and the R for your name was on there. Yeah. And that's what the R is it in is. your logo. I that's incredible. I try to copy the font as much as I, I could yeah. over here. But, you know, my aunt, her daughter, lives in that house now. And, the, and it's unfortunately, that. Um, we don't have... That screen door. Yeah. So we don't have the R. I wish I had it, but that's but isn't amazing. that cool? And I thought yeah. that was a good attention to detail yeah, on your yeah. part because that doesn't usually happen. Uh, <laughs> hers was Rocky's groceries. Hers okay. was okay. Rocky's wow. groceries. Oh, okay. Wow. Well, thank you for having us thank coming up on today's wow. podcast. We have we've invited Arthur Motes to come eat with us. Yeah. We've invited uh, in Leo. And, oh yeah, Brelicious and Leo is going to bring his family in to talk about their Italian customs. Right. And, and it's not a battle of the Italians. They didn't want to have like a big <laughs> right, 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 yeah. like that. They and were Melissa fine. from the uh, Heritage is, uh, yeah. Italian Heritage Day coming up at the Heinz History Center is going to talk about that. So thank you very much. We're just going to eat and talk. Thank yeah, with our mouths thank closed. <laughs> Uh, welcoming back. It's been a long time since we saw Arthur Moe. We thought he quit. He didn't. We thought you went back to playing football because well, you yeah. thought you were better than tell all him, of tell us. Him, wait a minute. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out where the real Rachel and John is. Yeah, tell him why. <laughs> tell him why. Y'all showing up early. Yes. Yeah. Uncharacteristic. Correct. And then on top of that, not only do you show up early, but y'all have a planned out schedule for the whole year. Boom. <laughs> when did y'all start doing Boom. this? Right. I've known y'all too long. You. Not once have y'all had a schedule. It's always like, hey, you text me on a Thursday. Hey, what you got on Sunday? You free? <laughs> <laughs> I'm recording. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, I'll show up there. Y'all give me yeah, a, what, six, seven months in advance. I'm trying to figure out where are the real Rachel and John at. Arthur, and it's because of you. I believe it. Uh-huh. You, you make us better. The That's funny the part is Larry from Rorick is looking at us going, they do the same thing to me. They call me and say, can we make a video today? Can we have a free car for four yeah. hours? We wake up and have these crazy yeah. ideas. But you certainly are never our crazy idea. We're so happy to have you back. We get to have you monthly. You do Motes' Notes. What's going on in your life? Because you are busy and hard to pin down. Oh, man. So, yeah, I'm a little bit of everywhere right now. Yeah. I, obviously, the season started back up, so that really boosted up a ton in terms of media stuff. So, obviously, early on, I had just did the podcast. I started out the Arthur Experience with Deke, and then I did my video series, The Arthur Show. But now I have a two-hour radio show with the Steelers, Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Then I have a four-hour show on Tuesdays with 93.7 The Fan. I know it's the competition. We got it all worked out, though. Don't yeah. worry about it. Well, you're with yeah. us because Absolutely. we're yeah. Intercom. That's I mean, yeah. yeah. Right? If you want to you play Topper, we're on Intercom, yeah. four radio stations. Yeah. We have four. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. And then from there, I do Steelers TV after my radio shows and then Steelers oh, yeah. Instagram as well. And 
I will wow. tell you, we I were just talking about this before we started recording, is you look great with Albie Oxen Rider there. You guys have a nice rapport there. And I don't want you to think I'm going to get too momish on you, but it could not happen to a better person. You are, you are, you're such a good dude. If I had to have a mom in Pittsburgh, you were the one. Thank you. Thank you. I'm letting everybody know. You're the mom. are you listening? Yeah. No, I'm so happy for you. So we're here at Rockio's on a Sunday because it doesn't get any more Italian than that, right? Hey, no question. Shout out to the Noki here. I don't know if right? you tried it. The Noki is phenomenal. All right. right. That's what I do know. I have not had that. I've had the pizza lets. I've had the meatball. All right. The meatball hoagie. I tried the okay. Noki and I'm like, oh, okay. Let me just pace myself. It's like six of them in here. I'm going to take, you know, a minute per Noki. That's like <laughs> what you're supposed to do. Oh, I didn't know that. six Nokis per minute. Yeah. And, yeah, it just it made me look like I'm a little fat. I don't really yeah. like oh, that's, why, tasty, that's why you stood next to me so yeah, you can look know? skinny. Now, are you an Italian food person? Do you like it typically? So Is it see, something um, you order? I love pasta. I yeah. love meatballs. I love Noki. Um, I love the different soups and stuff that are associated with the Italian yeah. food. Right. And the thing that I love about Italians is it's all about the sauce. Isn't it the it's truth? It's about the sauce. The sauce. <laughs> so... That's my, like, inner Italian, you know? And then I'm a big, like, mafioso movie buff. Of course you are. are, Uh like, cooking pasta, talking about the sauce while they're, you know, doing some illegal activities. (laughs) So anytime I get a chance to eat Italian food, that's what I sneak up. I'm like, Well, that's what we're doing today. We're eating Italian food, and we're standing on a street hoping we don't get hit. Is that kind of risky enough? You know, we're so Italian about that and so mafioso about it. We got cousin out here. Yeah. She's our personal bodyguard, And that's what I love. That's why I brought cousin Lisa. You got to have... You gotta have your bodyguard out here. And she's draped in the Green Bay colors, but that's I'm not okay. That. Yeah, yeah, you're not looking at it. But you know what? I understand she's serving a purpose right now. No, so that's it's right. All in love. She always so is. She this always is, is the time. This is the time for Motes' Notes, sponsored by JD Waterproofing. So, what do you have for us this week? Man, so for this Motes' Notes, being that it's Rocky's anniversary, I said we gotta go with the anniversary themes, right? The different gifts that you can do. So, the first one. It's the simplest, tried and true. You can never go wrong with this. And it's flowers. And you don't want to know why. Because with the flowers, it's sentimental. You can put your note with it. And whatever that person's favorite flower is, whether it's roses, white white roses, lilies, whatever it is, you get that form. It means a lot. And it's very cost efficient. So that's the first one. Now, the second gift idea, when we talk about these Moses notes, it has to be for my lover guys out there, right, who think they know a little bit in the kitchen, being that we're at an Italian restaurant, cook a nice homemade dinner for your significant other. Put your love, put your time and effort in it. Nothing says I love you more than putting a little extra emphasis on the meal. Now, if you can't cook, I got an alternative for that option. Take the person out to a nice dinner. Wherever their favorite restaurant is, that's always a safe bet. Just in case you don't have the skills in the kitchen, I will say I'm not the best cook either. So once you realize what they like to eat, you make sure you got that for them. Now, the third one is one of my personal favorites when we're talking about anniversary gift ideas. And this deals with the millennial person in me, right? Everyone takes pictures nowadays. You're always capturing moments, capturing all these awesome moments. And when you're in a relationship with somebody, think about how many awesome moments you catch throughout the years. So what you do, you take a particular picture from each moment, from each year, and you make a nice collage, a nice little album, whatever it is, however long you've been together, and that way you got that sentimental, you got that I love you, you got that beautiful walk down memory lane. Now, the fourth gift, the fourth idea in Motes' notes is this right here. This costs a little bit, right? But who doesn't love jewelry? Who does, in particular women, who doesn't love diamonds? So, 
find out what type of jewelry they like, whether it's a bracelet, a necklace, a ring, and you go out there and acquire that for them, and you give it to them, you look them in the eyes and you tell them you love them, you tell them happy anniversary, and I can assure you, they will love every aspect of it. Now, my fifth and final idea, my fifth and final Moses no gift idea for anniversaries is another one of my personal favorites. So, a lot of people have children. A lot of people are always on the go. A lot of people are, you know, just busy momming and dadding. So what you need to do is this. When it's anniversary time, secure the babysitter. It has to be at least overnight, okay? And what you do is you get you a hotel room. It could be local or if you want to do the weekend getaway. So that way you and your significant other can have some alone time. Nothing says I love you for a mom more than just being able to kick her feet up and be able to enjoy a nice glass of wine, a TV show, without having to worry about the kids saying, Mommy, Mommy, Mommy. So... That's why you got to do that and make sure you secure the babysitter so you feel confident and comfortable while you relax and get away with your significant other on the anniversary. So that's this month's version of Moses Notes, and I hope you enjoy it. And until next time, peace. And there it is, Moses Notes, sponsored wow. by J&D Waterproofing. Good old Sean down there. And how perfect is that because it's their 80th anniversary? Yeah, right. It's and like now, you knew. Hey, you know, this is what I do, man. And, and the thing that's funny, too, right? When you look online at the different gift ideas per year, you obviously have iron, wood, aluminum, right. tin, and all this stuff. I didn't even see anything up to 80. Yeah. I saw it to exactly. like 60. So yeah. like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't right. know. That's All perfect. right, Arthur, Arthur thank you so much. Pleasure. Always good to see you. We hope yeah. you could stick around a little bit. We know it's Sunday. More gnocchi? Yeah, more, more. What are you going to have? Bread, meatballs, no, no, what? I need to do it with the meatballs. Okay. I saw she brought out the sauce. Yeah. yeah. And, I mean, that's the Italian part, right? You got to have right. the bread to go with right. the sauce. Right. So I love all of that. And like you said, it's a Sunday. And the thing that I love about Italians on Sunday, they like to kick it together. Yeah. They're not going all over the place. No, no, they're hanging out together and enjoying time. That's yes. how they connect. That's how they fellowship. So you know big, that. I love big it. Believer in that man. So maybe it. I'm part Italian. I, I think mean, you are. Oh. I got some Italian. I think you are. I'm very Italian. I think yes. they'll take you. Yeah. yeah. Yes, we would take them in a heartbeat. <laughs> cool. Arthur Moe, right. thank you very much. Find them online at the body. Find 52. them everywhere. The body. Yeah. The body too, baby. <laughs> We have to welcome Melissa with, you know, so many thankful arms because we kind of did what Arthur was saying. We're, we're pretty planned out now. We're getting a little better. But we went, oh, how perfect would she be to this Italian day? So you answered our call on, what, Wednesday and it committed. So we can't thank you enough. It was so perfect because uh, Brady and Kimberly sent out these press releases. From the and it was History like, Center. Yeah. And we're like, oh, my God, we need her. And then you... Uh, Rachel came to your office, broke a few things, yeah, and like, twisted your there. arm to come to the podcast. Right? That's how it works at the History Center. Right. <laughs> and that's how Italians work. Just kidding. Yeah. <laughs> so tell us a little bit about what is it about Italian heritage that is so celebrated by people beyond Italians? Isn't that kind of the question? Because it's not just those of us who have that in our blood. It's other people. What is so attractive about the Italian customs? I think that the values that Italian immigrants brought to the United States are something that appeals to a lot of people. Family is a core value, togetherness, community, um, and of course food is an aspect right. in all of that. And sure. I think that's when mainstream Americans started embracing the Italian culture, it was the food that they embraced before the people. Right. And once the food made its way into American homes, then I think the mainstream started looking at Italians and saying, what's this community doing right? 
Yeah, they exactly. eat well. They eat well for inexpensive cost. Uh, they always seem to stay together and thrive. So uh, it was really not until after World War II that you start to see Italian food become something that quote unquote Americans are serving at the dinner table. Okay, how about that? Yeah, that's Learn crazy. Something new every right. Day. Thank right. God for the History Center. <laughs> no, right. and this is I, a dumb question and I but I have to ask it because I'm thinking if whoever's listening is thinking the same thing. Does the History Center have multiple um, nationalities that that are ambassadors kind of like you or just Italian heritage? We have two other programs that are similar to the Italian American program. We have the Rao Jewish Archive and History program that. okay. that's looking at the Jewish community in our region and then the African American program that's looking at the African American community. Wow. But we are the only three programs that have full-time staff members at the helm, which is why we're able to do a little more in terms of public programming and community outreach as well as the collection well, side. Not a stupid question. Uh, right, not at all. And there the detail go. is in the well the what do they say the the what did it say something in the details? I don't know. But the what we know is when Rachel... Yeah, right? What's that? What you say? The devil's, the devil's in the, the details. De- yes, yeah. right. And when Rachel called you and you started talking about where her family and the Rosa Villa, you're like, I know this. Yeah. Because in the north side and the, because that's how much, that's how deep the research is going. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, so, uh, so what kind of questions are you asked on a regular basis? Oh, gosh. Well, you know, people always want to know, where did Italians settle in the Pittsburgh area? Mm -hmm. And I think that, you know, today we always look at Bloomfield. Right. Bloomfield is our contemporary Little Italy. But we've had a lot of historic Little Italys all throughout the city of Pittsburgh. Um, Downtown was actually the first point uh, where Italians were living and working. Then they spread into the lower hill or uptown, that neighborhood. They lived in Mount Washington. Oh, yeah, because like South Oakland is kind of Italian. They're Italian grocery stores. Yep. So, yeah, yeah. South Oakland okay. is another one. There was a pocket in Squirrel Hill, believe it or not. Yeah. Um, there's the pocket in the north side in Manchester. Boom. <laughs> there, the Strip District. And what we've been able to learn, particularly through our oral histories, is either you tell me where you're from in Italy or where you settled in Pittsburgh, and I can make an educated guess about oh, that's funny. That your awesome? history. Wow, that's yeah. great. I know even like where I grew up, McKees Rock, Stowe Township, there's a hill that mm-hmm. we called the Italian Hill, like mm-hmm. Norwood, the section of Norwood. Yep, there's all right. kinds of Italian uh, heritage up there. And a yeah. lot of people from Molise in that part. Is that right? Okay. The, yep. And um, also a lot of people who did bricklaying and mason work. Yeah, and that—that's the kind of questions. So true. Like I have the silly questions. Like, why is that? Is it because that's was that prevalent over there in Italy when they came over, or were those the jobs that just needed to be done, and the Italians learned those jobs? It's a little bit of both. You're supposed uh, to say good question, John. No. Uh, and <laughs> good, good question, John. It is a little bit of both. We always have a contest every podcast. Uh, Melissa, <laughs> we talked first. Ignore him. Go ahead. <laughs> no, but that's true. Um, in some cases, you may see Italians from a certain part of Italy that are dominant in a certain industry or trade skill. Mm-hmm. Uh, to give you an example, in East Liberty, many of our Masons in East Liberty came from Northern Italy. So they came from Friuli, they came from Veneto, they came from regions of Italy that you wouldn't assume that they would be from, because we always assume Southern Italians came to the United States. But Italians from all over Italy came to Mm. the United States. Um, We also see, for instance, the people from Villa Rosa Mm -hmm. tended to be involved in owning small businesses, like saloons, cafes. Um, I've also heard of some Sicilians from... The areas of Messina and Palermo, they went into the wholesale produce industry. 
Okay. And they lived in the strip, and they worked at the produce terminal. And she brought that up because when we were talking, she literally asked me over the phone for a couple of Italian last names. And I gave my mother-in-law's last name is Restivo, and she said, I've heard of them. And then I said, the La Quattras who owned the Rosa Villa, and she's like, Villa Rosa, I know that exactly. So it's so cool to say that. And, you know, to your point, my side, as fair as I am, my, my mother is Italian as well, they came from northern Italy, mm-hmm. and my great-grandfather started a saloon and they worked on the railroad so apparently that was a major um industry thing as well during the time that they came over so it's it's so cool to hear these kinds of things yeah what's yeah. the research like i mean how do you go about like, all that? yeah do you just walk in every day and say i'm going to start looking at this yeah you know, i just want to research this you know how do, what does it, a day of work look like for you I have a lot of elderly friends. Okay. I spend a lot of time in the community just talking to people and listening to their stories and taking notes and asking probing questions. And, uh, and honestly, it kind of, it starts from there. And whenever people tell me a story, I try to find that okay. in the historical record. And a lot of times there's merit to the stories people are telling me. There's right. grains of truth in there. And then I follow the leads as I find them. Is there <laughs> anything you've had to squash that you're like, that was completely not true? Italian Mythbusters. Oh, yeah, my right? gosh. Italian Mythbusters. Well, I, I mean, to be honest, you know, the mafia and the mob is one of those things that I think our mainstream understanding of it is not oh, okay. related in a lot of truth. It's okay. more rumor and gossip. And, um, yeah. and, and so when you start to really look at that as a historical topic, you start to see, you know, it's not exclusively Italian. Right. There's Irish, Jewish, um, Eastern European. We see... We see organized crime in every ethnic group. Yeah. Uh, and so what we've come to glamorize in the media isn't always rooted in what actually happened. Tell now, Arthur that because he always <coughs> talks about his right. mafia movies. He's being coming Italian. in with a question. He's and like before that. he does that, we have to ask you. I mean, we would be uh, remiss if we didn't ask you, are you Italian? I am. And to prove it, I brought my Italian American father. I love it. Hi, Italian American father, Dave. (laughs) Welcome, welcome. So, are you learning some stuff from your daughter as well? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, You know, uh, when we even talk about the family history, she's able to relate that to the period in American history when, you know, my grandparents and great great, well, actually, my grandparents, her great grandparents, came to the United States and, uh, just the other day we were talking about some things and I was just blown away uh, by the detail and uh, and it's just uh, it's an amazing thing that the Heinz History Center does amazing. it really is yeah. I mean preservation of the history preservation of the stories of these families some of these families the stories are just emotive very emotive I mean sure. uh, uh, we went to uh, two weeks ago uh, my wife and I we came down and we went to Fig Fest with Melissa and we, we met several people there uh, one gentleman that uh, he's been germinating and and uh, uh, prospering in the growth of figs, which is amazing because that's a fruit that goes back to biblical. No time, doubt, right? my great grandfather had yeah. a fig tree in yeah. on Westbourne Street in the North Side, yeah, and absolutely. I kid you not, our job yeah. was to pick up figs. Yeah. Uh, it would they would shake and they would shake it, and we would pick up all the oh, figs. Oh yeah, yeah, it was so and cool. So, so lots of lots of great things come out of the program that the that the History Center has and the, the gnocchi that they. They gave us a sampling of gnocchi here a few minutes ago at Rocchio's, and, and uh, it was just like my mother made. You know, just wow. amazing stuff. What a memory, really good, too. Yeah. Really and and we, even make, we even make our own food. We make, uh, you know, I make ravioli. That's my specialty. Mm. Christmas? Oh, right before, yeah, it's right? Chris, it's yeah. Christmas dinner. Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's always now, ravioli. Now, what's the process, though? Because I know it's just a, 
It's not just a, oh, we're just going to turn it on, make it boom, boom. Like, talk about the process where you make your ravioli, man. Well, we start with uh, basically eggs and flour. Okay. That makes the dough. And we found we have a, uh, a deli in, in Florida that uh, has the special semolina flour, mm. which is more of a yellow. It's not white. It's okay. more of a yellow flour. And that with eggs and then the ricotta cheese with mm, the spices okay. and everything. And uh, as long as you can eat it, life is good. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good question, though, because right. that is the process, right? The ravioli right. making is yeah. certainly one of the processes. Yes, but, and then they also say when it comes to the Italians and, and the cooking and everything like that, that's part of the bonding as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When you're in the no kitchen doubt. getting your cook on, man, you yeah. Yeah. Hey, come in here learn something real you quick. Do. Yeah. Well, All you right. do to an extent, because I know if, if you came from my Italian family, there's no measurements. They say, well, <laughs> as big as you think, as big as you are, or a little bit of this and a little mm. bit of that, well, and you just deal. A little bit deal. of a family story here. <laughs> when, when my mother... Uh, I was very young. I can't remember. I was probably six or seven years of age, and we had a great aunt that lived out in the country from where we lived. We grew up in Butler. Okay. And uh, my mother wanted to learn how to make this special uh, cookie, and so she invited Aunt Jessamine, great Aunt Jessamine, over, and so she comes, and she starts grabbing handfuls of flour yeah. and dumping, <laughs> dumping it on the table. My mom goes, hold on a second. And so she... You know, she put a she measurement me- to she it. She measured it, and yeah. now I have that recipe, and I've given oh, that recipe good. to Melissa. You're yeah. going to have to share it. But so hold on. You can't just share the recipe now. That, oh, that's, yeah. yeah. We can't. Are you Italian? Yeah, I'm All right. Well, then yeah. we'll let you in. We'll on my cousin's you. side. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of Butler, we know you're headed to Butler today because there's a big Italian fest there. What is coming up that we need to look forward to that you have to tell us about? Our Italian Heritage Day at the Heinz History Center is next Sunday on October 6th. Okay. It's a great day for families to come together and to learn a little bit about what we do at the History Center and to do some hands-on activities that are related to their Italian culture. Love it. We're going. Let's make it a date. So before you guys go, we always have a question of the day. And, Arthur, we have to ask you as well. So it's the one-year anniversary here at Rocchio's. And anniversaries, as Arthur was talking, year one is paper. What is the best paper gift you've ever received? Did you ever receive anything that was in the form of paper? And don't say money, because money's obviously monetary, because I will start it with the best paper gift I ever received was my daughter wrote me a note that for my first day of work with John for our, our business, she said, good luck, Mommy, I hope you make it. And I have that paper like sitting on my desk as a reminder. I like right? that. Absolutely. I'm sure you get notes like okay. that. Actually, this morning, my, uh, my middle girl, Ava, she wrote me a note says, I love you, Dad, with a big heart, colored it in red. Oh. Yeah, to, a- I mean, to Dad from Ava. Yeah. I love it. Those but that's not my favorite one, right, though. I, I, See, I'll let you go like... first. Ladies first, though, you well, know? I will say that my husband wooed me by mailing me art because he's an artist. Mm. And so he would paint and he would send me the paintings. I love uh, that. So I have a f- I have a few favorites that are on paper, but they okay. all would be those. That's tight. Go ahead, Arthur. Yeah, so for me, own? my favorite was um was my first year in Pittsburgh, 2014. I'm going through the season. Things are going well. Season ends, and it's time for negotiations for the contract. Right. My oldest girl, Kayla, she understands, like, hey, if dad doesn't get the contract extension. I'm not getting shoes. I, well, we can't I'm stay not, in Pittsburgh. We're going right, to be moving. And right. she wanted to stay. So she says, dad, what will get you to stay? And I was like, well, you know, it depends on Coach T if he wants to do the negotiations or not. So my oldest, she writes a note. To Coach Tomlin, will you please sign no, my dad for a contract so we can stay in Pittsburgh and live here because I want to stay here forever. Arthur, that is the I cutest promise story you. I've ever heard. And I keep it in my car to this day. I love yes. it. John, don't you love that? <laughs> Who would have thought the stupid question of the day would bring that out? I love it. Melissa, Dave, thank you so much. Dave, tell us your favorite. 
Oh, there are too paper many. Paper story? Too, too many. Come on. Too many pieces of paper. All um, right. The thank you notes that we get from Melissa all the time Aww. for little things that we do is great. Um, just some uh, artifactual uh, pieces of paper from the family, uh, different things that the family members have done uh, that uh, you know are important to us. Right. Uh, those are the kind of things. Yeah, you know? I'm telling you. John, come on in. Uh, so my boss, I actually took it. It was underneath my boss's glass blotter at one point, and it's a quote that I won't know it right off my heart, but it says something about the more you, you learn more about yourself by asking people about themselves. Oh, and uh, it always it's meant yeah, it's quote. it's meant yeah. everything. Yeah, I always I copy it. And I, yeah, it's a paper. So there you go. Happy cool. anniversary, right? Yeah, Melissa, where can we find you on social media, on the internet, all that good stuff? You can find me via the Heinz History Center social media. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can also find information about the Italian-American program on the Heinz History Center's website. Mm -hmm. And you can find me at Italian Heritage Day next Sunday. I will be there in my red Italian Heritage Day shirt. You can just look for a girl with brown hair and glasses. Okay. And some of my other colleagues who have brown hair and glasses will They'll find point you for you. you. There <laughs> you go. Right. They'll point you and so, it. and the key is going to be, it's a focus on how Italians came to Pittsburgh and what they brought in those, it's the Pittsburgh Italian heritage, right? I would say Western Pennsylvania. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Anyone okay, from cool. Western Pennsylvania. Um, but it will, if you're curious about your Italian heritage, anything from the food to the genealogy to the games played to the things people brought, we have those answers for you, and you can learn that with your family. If you're a German-Irish kid, can you come and eat and learn and you smell You can go things? with Lisa and I. All right, good. I'm in. I'm in. And, me and, and, me and, and we got music. We were brothers in Sicily. <laughs> yeah, man. We, we grew up in the Sicilian, you know. <laughs> yeah, I remember. That, that's, yeah. that's what we did. We learned about the sauce. Our meatballs are awesome. <laughs> I and yeah, there we go. That's all I you need to know. It. There you go. <laughs> Brelicious is here in front of Rockio's, and uh, have, is this Bree. your first time here? It is. That, so the next question is why? Why? What right. the hell's wrong with you? Is the third question. <laughs> Where have you been? Wow! <laughs> you didn't know you were coming here to get burrito. I, I did not. <laughs> Be rated. I don't come to Dormont that often, although it's literally five minutes from my house. I, I live yeah. in Brookline. Uh, yeah. Okay. So um, the other day, a couple weeks ago, I did come to Dormont Flores. To get some flowers for the polo match I went to. Okay. But other than, I usually don't come to yeah. Dormont. But I, yeah. I mean, Isn't there's so cute? many. Yeah, there, are, there it is. There's yeah. so many stores here. I, I need to make a Now, wait till yeah. people see the pictures online. If you stand in front of Rockio's, your hair's all done up. You're getting yeah. ready to go to the land fest. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yes. So, yeah. Uh-huh. That's going to be a fun time, too. We actually have some gnocchi for you to try, so we're bringing mm-hmm. that out. But okay. basically, we wanted to talk to you about, you know, you live here. What... Are you asked all the time in your neighborhood to kind of come try things out? Because let's face it, in the last two years since I've met you, you're all over the place when it comes to taste testing, parties, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, not necessarily like just like in the Brookline area, but just Everywhere. Pittsburgh as a, pretty much. Pittsburgh worldwide. Yeah. No doubt. <laughs> she is. She is. But, um, yeah, it's like it's con- my calendar is constantly full with different like restaurant openings, different food events for me to judge um cocktails all that kind of thing so it's i I love it though like yeah i love eating i love drinking right um (laughs) who would think that you could make that kind of career you know but it is true because 
Pittsburgh has become, as we've had this conversation, it's become such a, I hate to use foodie town because then it sort of generalizes it, but it's so eclectic, right? Because so many different things are coming up. And on top of that, Bree, we've talked to you off mic in different times. You are honest. You know, you're not just a food blogger who goes out to get free food and free drinks. (laughs) You are honest about it. It's not good. I'm going to let you know. Yeah. Yeah. And and sometimes, you know, the owners aren't too happy with me after they read my reviews, but I have to be honest because people count on me to give them it's an integrity. honest account yeah. of what is going on. And I don't want to put out something fake and then people go and they're like, well, this was not yeah, good. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, you know, they don't trust what I say anymore. So I try my best to point out the good spots, but also let you know what needs yeah. improvement. Well, I was going to say, so being that you're doing that, have there ever been a time where you thought something was phenomenal, right? You raved and raved and raved about it in your blog. And then somebody comes up and they try and they're like, oh, this is the absolute worst thing I've ever had. Hmm. <laughs> that's a good question. Oh, we no. just did uh, that. Play, that's Wait, question. we just did that to ourselves. <laughs> we did because <laughs> we just went for tacos at some place, uh-huh. and and cousin Lisa, we went and Ra- Rachel, we went there. And we loved it. The first and we time. just we went there the other day, and <laughs> right. we're like, "What in the world happened?" We to were this like, place? "These refried beans were the yeah. best refried beans we've ever had." And then we wow. just and we told so many people to go yeah, and spring to them. I'm like, underwhelming. Don't eat the <laughs> <laughs> um. Maybe not necessarily with something that was written on my blog, but something I might have recommended. Um, I I guess I won't name the place. There's a place place that I really like going for dinner, and I took my family there, actually. And my granddad, he likes Golden Corral. But so, that so that's his favorite place. Okay, go to we, classic, <laughs> after Sunday, you know, ch- Sunday after church, that's his go-to Absolutely. spot. So we took him to this restaurant. And he just like was not impressed, and he and then, and he's also cheap. So it was like it cost all this money, and I didn't like it. Like I'm not going back. Yeah. So yeah, that happens. But more so than not, people are, are usually like okay. agree with what I say nice. for the most part. Nice. Like, a funny story too about going to yeah. Corral. <laughs> I love this coming up. <laughs> so, obviously, when I got drafted, right, everybody thinks that you get drafted such a big event. You're going to sure. go out to somewhere fancy to eat, spend a lot of money, mm-hmm. celebrate. We definitely went in to Golden Corral like 30 people deep. Wow. Celebrating that <laughs> I got drafted. Yeah. Exactly. And, and you know how we thought we were balling? Uh, At the time, we thought we were big time because, you know, typically you get the buffet food. We were like, no, we're going to order a steak while we're in Golden Corral. Oh, and I was just like really spurging to say that we got drafted. No, yeah. did you have the kids already? So. No, no, no. Oh, my uh, God. That's yeah. worse. Yeah. It, it was 20 of like my homies, my parents, that's cousins, so friends. Yeah. I thought maybe like you had the no, kids. No, uh-uh. Like, and wait, did you go like, hey, I've just been drafted. And I'm like, hey, no, I, I you walk, haven't. I Everybody with a thinks they were. I walked in with a bill set. I'm like, man, they just called my name. Like, yeah. And like, we want this whole section over here. You and my granddad can hang out. I love it. Look you eating meatballs and yaki here, right? You know, as you're taking, we wanted you to try this desperately because, truthfully, we don't say this to just everybody. We love your candor, and we've become friends, and I love that because you are real about things. But even more so, I love your description, right? So, what are some of the things that you're looking for when you're trying something so that you really are fair? Um, I think presentation is is big. Okay. Um, I hate when people post their f- place on Facebook and the food looks trash. Yeah, <laughs> and I'm like, it might taste good. Yeah, yeah. Right, it might taste good, but everything is not. It looks bad. Though. Yeah, the presentation yeah. is sure. off. So that's like Number one, one of the okay. big things. Uh-huh. Um, and then also just making sure that it's cooked correctly. Like maybe you know it might be a steak prepared the way that I asked it to be prepared. Sure. Um. So or like the accuracy, way, really, right? Yeah. Or Able the way it's described, right? Follow your yeah. described on the on the menu. Like if I go somewhere and it's supposed to be Cajun something, and then like when I get it, there's absolutely no flavor. Like yeah. that's gotcha. a problem. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, 
And another thing I always take into account, even it's not necessarily food related, but is customer service. Like I'm really, really big on customer service. Like there's been a couple places like I've walked into, if I'm not greeted, I guess what? I'm walking right back out. Mm. Um, so customer service is huge for me, like, and not having long waits and, you know, that kind of thing. Okay. So how I, do you handle, how do you handle if, if the owner's super nice, you're like, I love this person. And then the service or the food sucks. You know, you're like, you really, really want to do this person justice. But yeah. in the meantime, like you like that person. Yeah. Yeah. How do you handle that? So sometimes like if I go to a new place and yeah, I have a place in mind. It was a new restaurant. I went on like, you know, the grand opening. I do that a lot. And the food was really good. Like I really loved it. But there was some things that I noticed that the owner was doing that to me wasn't sanitary. <laughs> oh, no. And oh, no. what I did was when I left there, I sent her a private message on Facebook. And I said, hey, you know, I really enjoyed the food, but I noticed what you were doing with XYZ. the towel yeah. and yeah. what you were doing with your hands and blah, blah, blah. I said, you know, I just want to give you a heads up because it, it, it's not, it doesn't Someone look good. Someone notices yeah. that. Someone yeah. notices that. So, and I go there all the time now. Like, okay. I literally go there all the time. But she... She she corrected it, and that's go. what it is. Because I really just want to see people succeed. So yeah. oh, it's like if I'm telling you something, it's because I want you to do better. And yeah. I want, you know, to be able to say, you know what, check out this restaurant because they do what they're supposed yeah. to do. So yeah. out of all that's the, the restaurants you've been to, all the grand openings, which one, if you had to pick one that was your absolute favorite, which one would it be? Yeah, like your go-to. Yeah, for as far as grand opening? Absolutely. It would have to be Fogo de Chao downtown. Yeah, I knew you were going to say that. that. You were grand big on opening that. was like... It, it was the best. So they we, we came in. They had all kind of like appetizers and cocktails for us, like like lobster and shrimp Ooh, and like okay. yeah. And then they um you know sat us down for the full experience dinner. And then they gave us a passport. And there were like maybe three or four different sections you had to go to and you get your passport stamp. Yeah. And once you got the That's passport tight. stamp, they gave you I think it was a hundred dollar gift card to come back. Huh. After they had given you everything for free, they give you a gift card like Jeez. to come back. But the food, the service, everything was excellent. That was definitely one of That's the greatest love it there. grand well, openings. And, and their cool. Fogo bacon is, well, oh, I love their bacon. Yes. I did try their bacon. So good. There's, we want you to eat a little bit. Just okay. their we want salad, your opinion, their lunchtime well, salad buffet. Arthur, have you ever been there? Really I haven't, their no, salad, but now that she's recommended, I'm definitely going to check it out. And I mean, you know I don't eat meat, but it doesn't matter because... Their salad selection for lunch alone mm. is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's so good. Yeah. And, and the bacon like is on the salad bar. It yes, is. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, right. The two things I take away from this, I'm, I'm assuming the seafood is awesome and the bacon is awesome. Yeah. And Who for me, love I love bacon? seafood. I love bacon. Yeah. So right. I'll be in there. Yeah. There you go. Nice. We'll nice. do lunch. Bring we'll do lunch. I'll we let people cut your feet. Absolutely, man. We'll set it up. Because Lisa calls Sean. She's lying. She's lying when she says we're going to eat sometime. Listen, listen. I'm going to go through cousin. Cousin always takes care of stuff, man. All right. Bree, we have a question of the day, but before we set you up, for that what is how do i everybody find all your articles about your food and such okay so um my blog is called brelicious bites so um you can find me on facebook and instagram and then my website is www.breliciousbites.com i also write the um, restaurant reviews for the new pittsburgh courier so all my articles for them are online and i also write the restaurant reviews for the soul pit quarterly magazine so that magazine comes out quarterly um so you can check out my reviews there. So question of the day. Rocky is celebrating their one year anniversary. Pretty uh-huh. cool, right? Because uh-huh. it seems like you're getting Pittsburgh's going back to these neighborhood feels. So one year is paper. Okay. What is the best paper gift you've ever received? Don't say money. <laughs> I saw it in your eyes. You were about to say money. Um You know what? I like cards. Same. I'm a, I'm a card collector. Like I'm literally at my house now trying to like purge stuff. 
and I'm it's so hard for me to throw away all these like different birthday cards or congratulation cards it's or whatever. It's important, like, right? Yeah, it, it is. I mean, the money that's inside the cards is also important. Right, right. But I really like holding on to cards. When I um, you know, get people a card, I really like look through cards and try to pick out it's something important. thoughtful. I agree. Yeah, I love it. See, this I was worried about the questions. Go no, on. No, yeah, no, I was okay, this, on, is, this is your question. I could tell you came with it well, because it's right. phenomenal. Aww. You have all the best. Uh, two people who said I need know. to quit. And, and, and now she's she talking about. I need to quit. She's talking about the the cards. I'm like, oh, it's I feel the sentimental because for me, I'm like, I'm the same way. I have like a room with just cards, whether it's birthday cards, anniversary cards, fan mail everything and i don't want to throw anything away well, i'm in, like in the hard. world we live in with emails yeah. and text messages it's so nice to kind of actually right. hold something in remote. and i literally i literally just purged a house to yeah, move and i had all my kids first yeah. through sixth grade papers yeah, and all the bad. notes they gave me so yeah Sad. that's cool yeah. brelicious yeah. thank you so yeah, much this meatball is delicious by the way oh, oh there we go all right, right. <laughs> nice. We have to thank our friend Dan Casciato for uh, this guest, these guests, right? Because as we were talking about the Pittsburgh Italian heritage, I remember going to Dan's father's basement and seeing all this prosciutto hanging there yeah. and the Dago red wine. And he was taste. He was he would say how he tested it with his finger, basically, right? And you know, versus all the other mechanical chemical things that they do. So sure. we want to welcome Valente, Elizabeth, and Leo, who are Pittsburgh They're Italian, these German right? People we found yeah. on the street. <laughs> right. They might know a little so, something, right? Leo, we came to you first because. Dan said, you have got to talk to my friend Leo and his family. So talk about your Italian heritage here in Pittsburgh. So uh, my parents, uh, Valente and Elizabeth, that you just introduced, came to the United States in 1972 from Italy. And, um, you know, a part of Italy. Abruzzi. That's what I said. I'm Abruzzi's. Really? So I said, my my family is from, my mom says, Combe Bus. Am I Combe saying bus. it right? From where? Combe Bus. Combo bus. Combo bus. Oh, that's close. Yeah. Close to my town. Okay, cool. Mm -hmm. See? There you go. So I'm in and John's out. Go ahead. Okay. (laughs) So, so, you know, we, we, they didn't have much coming here and, you know, but we always had good meals and we really didn't even see the inside of a restaurant until probably the late 80s because we made everything ourselves from wine, sausage, pastas, sauce, and it was part of our, I mean, it was part of our life. For sure. You know? Yeah. So with not having much and them working blue-collar jobs their entire lives, um, you know, we always had just fantastic food, and it brought us together. Mm-hmm. No you doubt. Mm-hmm. Valente, uh, talk about the... Uh, so, again, I'm completely fascinated by how long it takes to dry a ham or make it into prosciutto and, and the, what the process is. And I remember, again, seeing a basement like six or eight different hams at various stages. The only thing depends on the size of the ham, how big it is, okay? So that's what it gets uh, the time to cure. It's getting involved with the time. Okay. To, you know, to get rid of the cutter. Okay. So approximately, I would say, between 25 and 30 pounds. It will take maybe a good, good twelve months. Wow. Twelve months. Yeah. Wow. So, so as in, oh, who would have thought that? Yeah, right. So do you do one every month so that you, or no, how I often do you space them? No, especially because the winter time. Okay. You know, like December, January, February. Okay. Up beginning March. You know, you don't want to do that when it's hot. Oh, it makes so, sense. Yeah. yeah. So, um, 
It's really you have to be careful. It's a lot of things involved. You know, you got to know how much salt that goes by the size. So the size of the ham, that's what it gets, uh, you know, so much pound of salt. And okay. when, when Leo was talking about uh, how you guys would make all this food, would you go to a butcher? Would you grow your own tomatoes? Would you go? How, how would you get? Well, we'll get to the butcher. Okay. Uh, okay. The butcher, you know, sometimes they have it, sometimes you got to work. You, like, you got to wait like a couple months or sometime. Okay. All depends on how many people goes and grab fresh, you see what I mean? Okay. So, and, uh, and, you know, when you think Italian, at least for me, it's tradition, right? There's so much custom and tradition that goes into any of the, the heritage for Italians. Was it important to you that your children know these these certain things so that they passed it down? Oh, yeah. We pass, we try to pass as much as possible yeah. to the culture, okay? So it's, it's for uh, prosciutto, homemade sausage. Uh, salami, super sad. So mm. all of that. I'm getting hungry just thinking about it. Yeah. Elizabeth, did you have to smack Leo up on the back of the head and say, pay attention, learn hey. this stuff? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> there were many uh, wooden spoons broken on my head. <laughs> wooden spoons, isn't that the truth? What, Elizabeth, talk about the day or the time in your life when you and Valente decided, well, we're moving out of Italy, out of our home to the United States. And why was it Pittsburgh? We're just curious. But what about that? What what happens in that discussion, both of you, when you say, "Well, we're leaving our home country to go to another country"? Yeah, we we have a we have to leave because we don't have a job in Italy. Mm-hmm. We come here for the job and uh, to get more, start the family, uh, to get better. Okay. Yeah. How different was that for you in 1972? That's different. That's uh, more. Uh, Get a job where we have money, we start family. We miss everybody in Italy, but we're okay. Sure. Mm. Do you visit still? Yeah. 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 I guess you'd have to. My gosh. And, you and us. when you're looking, why did you decide Western Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh area, Valente? Well, the thing of it is, uh, I'll tell you the truth. Since I was a little kid, my grandfather came late the 1800s, you know, I said twice. And everybody there from my time, especially, they were becoming United States. They built nice house. They buy a lot of property. You know, and they were really good standards. And my dream was always, I wish I could go to the United States. That was my dream. Then you I hear met, that so often, then too. Then I met my wife, and we got married in Italy. And uh, shortly, she got a sister. And she came 1963 here in the United States. Oh, okay. She wrote a letter and said, well, you guys like to come to the United States. And when she wrote me the letter, because I was in Germany at that time, yeah. I said, oh, my God, this is my dream. You know, I just, you know, call or do something. And like I said, in Italy at that time, there were a lot of people who would like to come to the United States. They died because they put it on the list, okay? So, and eventually they passed away. They never have a chance to become in the United States. Right. But some way, somehow, from Germany, all the documentation people were, I could have been here in 30 days. Huh. I mean, it went so fast. I said, oh, my God, this is my dream. So finally, I landed here in Pittsburgh. That's wonderful. Because my sister-in-law lived in Pittsburgh. Was here, yeah. And what area? I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I- and that's why, you know, I started, you know, find the work and stuff. Okay. Sure. What did I say? You should say. Don't worry about it. Now it's wintertime, you know. But there is a lot of work in the United States. Don't worry about it. Oh, my What gosh. area did you guys gravitate to here in western Pennsylvania? What was the first neighborhood in which you lived? 
Pittsburgh. That was in Pittsburgh and Carrick. Oh, Carrick. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, and did you realize that there wasn't much good Italian food at that point? You had to continue to make your own. The Italian food that we used to make, she used to cook all the time, the Italian food. That even now, I mean, you know, we don't, we don't change anything, okay? That culture stays forever, you know. <laughs> even when we go out and eat in a restaurant, the way we got to go home and eat something. Yeah, right. You know I, mean? I, I don't know. Right. No, I hear you. Italian restaurant and which one you like better. Most we go to Moonlight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Good food, the good people. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, and I can share with you, my father is Irish and my mother's Italian. And so it was important to her that they continue like customs like the seven fishes. So I had this year my first lesson in how to do the preparation. Now, it's changed because, you know, we go to the strip district and we buy the stuff and we do the preparation. But I'm learning all these little things like how when you're preparing mussels, how they have to kind of come to the top because the little fuzzy things have to kind of shed, you know, their, their stuff right. in order to eat them. And how you have to pound the schmelz I still will not do. But um, the buccalon, there's so many things like that. I remember one year we even had eel and it was awful. I will never <laughs> eat eel again. But is the seven fishes something that you guys also continue to do Yeah, here? we continue to do. Yeah. So far, I'm okay and I do every do Christmas Eve. But do you select the same seven every year? Every year. Every year the same. Sometimes okay. change different, yeah. but we do seven. Okay. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. So let's switch gears for a second because while we've kept you both sitting out in the hot sun for quite a yeah. while waiting to do this, <laughs> Leo's like, I also came too. Yeah, he said I brought my parents. So <laughs> well, that's, they're, the, they're the they're the they're the root of all this, you know. Right, right. Mm-hmm. So talk about Leo's Sunday sauce and how you raise money and things like that throughout the year. So so I'm a police officer by trade out in Avalon and uh, and also Swickley and my chief Tom Kakoski and I were having coffee one morning and I had brought in some sauce uh, for lunch and when we got to talking about. What would it be like to can it and so on and so forth? And it was just talking. That escalated to looking into licensure and all that stuff. But the ingredients and the recipes uh, are from my parents, from the old country. And we started jarring and canning and starting to get into different stores in Pittsburgh, like Bridgeside and Swickley, um, uh, the food shop in Squirrel Hill, where uh, Sabronis, all over the place. You can see on our website where we're at. And then we started doing homemade pastas that are both dry and frozen, like gnocchi, mm-hmm. manicotti, ravioli. And we we would take the appropriations from the sales of the stores, and we started getting calls from people in and around the Pittsburgh area with terminal illness to help raise money to facilitate their bills and uh, lifestyle while they're going through treatments and wow. procedures. Wow. How about that? That is an. Um, did you hear that? I mean, for fundraising and charities, that is absolutely crazy because we hear that kind of stuff all the time. Right. Western PA has over seven thousand charitable places that need help, and so they're always looking for people to do things like that. So that's amazing. And it's so Pittsburgh, like it's so you know, it's, well, yeah. it's so Italian, right? Yeah. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, we noticed you know Pittsburghers are always reaching out to help another Pittsburgher. It seems yeah. even as well. So, so the Leo, I love the fact when you listen to the podcast, you need to go to the jagoff.com page because. Because Valente is literally on the on the sauce, and Mom's on and the pasta. Love it. Yeah. Yes, 
I so think. look at that. Like, whoa, that's, that's the guy right enough, there, right? right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's nice is we've been approached by many, like, uh, mass-producing uh, companies. Oh, really? And, you know and ours like? is all small, batch, slow cooked, and we want to keep it that way. Yeah. Uh, not just for the authenticity, but because, too, when we do these fundraisers, we donate all the food and the sauce. And uh, we've raised in the upwards of forty to $50,000 in one night. We've fed up to 1,500 people in one night. At a fun at fundraisers, yeah. so oh, it's it's very about. rewarding. <laughs> I might have a right. little something something Rachel that I want to do. Has a fundraiser yeah. idea for you. My oh. son is actually playing in Switzerland in 2020 for ball hockey. Oh really? And so I'm looking. I just said to him, we should do something with pasta. I don't know what it is. So well, you, there you, you go. came to the right place. Yeah, <laughs> you did. But just before we ask you guys the question of the day, as far as customs concerned, obviously your parents passed this to you. If you have, do you have siblings, correct? Okay. How are you going? Are you planning on doing the same thing? Are your kids kind of watching the sauce being made and the Sunday dinner stuff? Yes, I'm getting nods from well, the side. Well, <laughs> Victoria, our oldest daughter, who's here, um, she's she's really taken a liking to the cultures. But what's what's sad is, as you all know, in any culture, it starts to Weaken. kind of like each generation yeah, weakens, right? Like the languages, you know, yes. he spoke it, she spoke it. I don't wish I learned it. Same. So, so that's one regret I have because you just need time to do that. And Italian was my first language, so I didn't have a choice. But our kids, we try. They they actually help us with the fundraisers, and they are actually oh, very wonderful. very um, knowledgeable on how to make the homemade pastas okay. and the sauce now. Yeah. That yeah. is awesome. We never really got to the wine and. Valente, you make wine still, or and is Leo paying attention at this point? Lately, I'll be honest with you, uh, I don't do last year. Okay. And uh, I usually go with uh, grapes. Start from zero, the whole thing. You know, a lot okay. of people don't do it with the juice. Yeah. But the juice seems to be when people does a wine with the juice, doesn't seems to be you make wine. That's what we made. You see. Yeah. Yeah, I get you. you right. Go, you know, from the grapes, you know, and all that. He's probably going to sing this song now, huh? What? From the yeah, grape right. guys of wine. <laughs> like, you know, uh, on the answer, well, I did some. Elizabeth, she's making right. sure you got this right here. Yeah, she wanted yeah. me to fix it. <laughs> You're going to get slapped upside the head soon, yeah. Yeah. No, go ahead, Bob. So, uh, when you start to do the whole thing from the beginning, like on the end, they say, well, I did some, this is my wine, you know what I yes. mean? Yes. I don't buy the juice, you know, I right. buy the wine, like, I go to the liquor store, you see yes. what I mean? Yeah. So that's the difference. I would love to do that. I, I really want well, to You should stop that. by. Yeah. We'll teach you. I would Definitely. Love to do that. We should do that's an episode being taught. Making wine. Yeah. Yes. And eating prosciutto. Yeah. I mean, we just have to eat it just for the Well, but you know, fun, again. the best fun is making wine, but the really best things about wine when you drink right around christmas time yes okay that's perfect yeah. well yep. we'll be over the Thanks thing about the, the thing about prosciutto <laughs> is people don't realize is why is it so expensive because it's easy to make technically and it's cheap to buy when it's fresh but of course foods made is weighted so when it's when it's curing it loses weight so you buy a 50 pound prosciutto fresh it yes. turns into a 20 pound cured ham so they have to make up for that purchase of the weight yeah. from the beginning. So that's a lot to do with that's it, That's a true too. story. Yeah. All right, Leo. So to, before we give you all the question of the day, and I warn you, it's a, it's a, it's a thinker. Rachel always has a question of the day, but where do they find out thinker? about your sauce? So our sauce, you can go on our website, which is leosundaysauce.com. It lists all the stores we're at. And every, every week or month, we try to increase the locations. 
um, in and around Pittsburgh. And a lot of Italians that are from Italy, we did a demo at PA Mac, which were down there oh, yeah. as well. Mm-hmm. And you'll get these Italians that come up to us and they're like, I'm not touching that junk. It's jarred. I'm, I don't want it. And they'll kind of like mosey through the store and then taste it and then be like, oh, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> okay. Because they expect... You know, sure, they're out. Some yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. But it is it is very delicious, and it's all natural ingredients. So you can go on our website, leosundaysauce.com. Leo has all the information. And is all of the fundraising info there as well? Yes. When okay. we do fundraisers, we make announcements uh, on the website. We're actually doing something with um, uh, Monet Hair Products has a thing where they're doing something for Ronald McDonald House in a couple of weeks. Oh, where my gosh. That's Arthur's actually the spokesperson for Ronald McDonald House. We're yeah. feeding... Uh, 60 people that, oh. you know, parents that are okay. with their terminally ill. Wow. And, and That's it, wonderful. You can just imagine what they're eating yeah. every day yeah, right. and not being at home yeah. with sure. all the problems they have going sure. on. Yeah. You know? Right, right. Well. All right, question of the day. We're at Rockio's and they're celebrating their one year anniversary. And, you know, every anniversary has some kind of affiliation. So one year is paper. Mm-hmm. Paper is, you know, something that people don't really give to each other anymore. Is there anything paper that was given to you that you still cherish? Like we were saying, greeting cards. Like people aren't always making the cards that they used to. Some people still take the time to select them. I have a note that my daughter gave me whenever I started our business together. Anything that hits home for you that was your favorite paper gift? So it'd probably be uh, when my parents, when we were children, and we'd get our confirm, have our confirmation and you know communion. Even we were thousands of miles away, my grandfather and grandmothers would send jewelry or some kind of letter or note to to congratulate. So what was tough is uh, my parents lost the son when he was three to renal failure. And then six months later, my mother's my grandmother died, my mom's mom. So she went through a very trying time in her life as as my dad and the rest of us so all those letters going back and forth and phone calls before we could get on these uh social medias and right. just facetime it was those letters are saved and preserved that's know? a wow. great one that's fantastic elizabeth what would be a piece of paper that you cherish something do you paper? still write letters back and forth to italy no, I call, yeah. call on the phone. I, I like her. I like, yeah, she's like, nope. She said, I tweet. Uh, yeah. yeah. I call almost every week. Okay. I have two sisters in Germany. Okay. okay. And I have one in Italy, where okay. I, where, and one she's here, too. Okay, okay. great. But I call every week, so That's my so nephew nice. and a yeah. niece. And, That's great. Yeah. That's yeah. so great. Valente, anything special on a piece of paper that you know of, since we're celebrating Rocky's well, first year? Like I said, uh, you know, my parents and my two sisters passed away. The only thing live is my brother, which is 89 years old, and uh, we keep calling. We still okay. have to keep contact. Okay. Yeah, okay. love it. Very good. Uh, Guys, thank you so Elizabeth. much for yeah. coming. Thank you for having oh us. Oh, my gosh. We'll be over because we want to learn. Right. Chris, yeah, Christmas yeah. will be over. I appreciate the invitation. I'll stay <laughs> over for a week. I don't mind. Thank you for it's the invitation. It's an open invite. <laughs> awesome. We love it. I'll bring them in. The only thing, friend. don't okay. drink and drive. Oh, that's right. right. That's, that's why right. I have we'll to stay over for my day. Yeah. So thanks to everybody who's... I know, and that means we can't eat anymore. Yeah, we're full, though. Yeah. They're going to roll us out of here. I know, right. So thanks to uh, Renee and Tony for letting us clog up the customer service area of Rockio's today. I'm telling you, the line never stopped for Yonke. And if you look at uh, some of the pictures, you'll see we set some of our guests outside because it's almost October and it's 80 degrees. Why yeah. wouldn't we be outside we sweating, sweating to death? Before they ate their pasta. <laughs> and then we came in here by ourselves at the end. <laughs> and ate. They, they hate us. Eat. 
Right. So but thanks to thank Arthur you. Motes yeah. from Motes' Notes. Yes, he always yeah. does a stellar job. And to Melissa from the Heinz History Center for providing as much Italian heritage as possible. And Leo and Valente and Elizabeth yeah. for coming to talk about Leo's Sunday Sauce. What That's, a great thing. And yeah. thanks to Dan Cachado for hooking us up with those no guys. No question. Yeah. And to Brelicious for sharing some meatballs, which she loved, as well as Gnocchi. And to our sponsors, Roraconda. Roraconda is getting into the routine of fitting things into a fit car to demo its roominess and ease of driving. In October, they will team up with Zachary's Mission for some car karaoke in a not-so-stone temple pilot Honda pilot to raise money and create awareness for Zachary's Mission. A nonprofit helping families with extended hospital stays. Remember, Rorik is your neighborhood real deal for cars, so follow us on social media. And as always, stop by Rorick's showroom or visit Rorick.com and experience the difference.